We are grateful and thankful tonight for the opportunity to be in your presence. We ask of your Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, teach us in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us, transform our hearts into hearts that receive. Give us receptive hearts to receive your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you sit on top of your enemies. And turn with me to Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Tonight we want to continue our message on the good work that God has begun in you. We put a long pause on our message. I believe it was in January. Um, January 8th. Is that correct? And um, so turn to your notes on January 8th. I believe we put a pause on it when we were entering the season of our fast, our 21-day fast, and, um, or the beginning of the year fast. And um, we put a pause to it. And we were sharing some victory series of um, secrets to our victories this year. And I believe by the grace of God, we receive a lot of secrets from the book of Revelation. Amen. Amen. And I want you to look forward to the, secret, the, the victories that are in for this year. And as I was sharing with you, you see... No victory comes without a fight or without a battle. So if you are experiencing any difficulties, you are experiencing any challenges, victory is ahead. I said victory is ahead. Amen. Amen. You can never say you are victorious if you have not fought a battle. Amen. Amen. You can never say that. So expect victories. Wonderful. So tonight we want to continue with our message, the good work that God has begun in you. Um, it's, um, I believe it's been a while now, and um, some of you perhaps have not been here since we started this message. But um, we want to read our scripture again, which has been our foundational scripture, Philippians 1, 6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The one who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And we have been sharing on this message that God has begun a good work in you. God has begun a good work in you and he is not done. So whatever stage you are in, whatever stage you find yourself, there is some good work being done in you. Amen. And 
you may not realize it or you may not recognize it. You may not even acknowledge it. But the Bible is assuring you and it's saying, be confident in this fact. Be confident. Have confidence in this, in this statement. Be confident of this very thing. Be confident in the fact that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So one, be confident that a good work has begun in you. Amen. God is doing a good work in you. Amen. As a Christian, God is doing a good work in you. Amen. Amen. And he says the work is not done. The work is not finished. He's not completed the work. The work that God has begun in you will continue. He will continue working on you until the day of Jesus Christ. That means that whatever stage you are in is not your best state. Amen. Amen. You You are in a process of being worked on. And it's a good work. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a good work. So God is doing a good work in you. Amen. Wherever you find yourself today, God is doing a good work in you. Amen. 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 The Bible says he has plans towards you. They are plans of peace or plans of good and not of evil. God's plans towards you, they are good plans. Amen. Not of evil to bring you or to give you an expected end. God has an expectation where he wants to bring you. Amen. Amen. So we, in this message, we are trying to share about certain areas, about seven areas that God is doing a good work in you. Seven areas that God is doing a good work in you. We talk about the spirit, that God is doing a good work in your spirit or in your heart. Amen. Amen. Number two, we said the soul. God is doing a good work in your soul. God is doing a good work in your emotions. God is working on that. Amen. 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 And then we talk about the flesh. Hallelujah. We talk about the flesh. And I said we will also talk about the good work that God is doing in your finances. In your finances. And then we will talk about the good work that God is doing in your character or in your personality, that God is doing a good work in these areas. Then we'll talk about the good work that God is doing in your marriage or your relationships. Hallelujah. And then the last one, number seven, a good work that God is doing on your becoming a leader, that you will become a leader. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, on the flesh, I think we talk about the flesh. We chose the flesh, and then we were talking about four dimensions of the flesh. Do you remember? We talked about the four dimensions of the human flesh. That the, the first dimension, we said, is the sinner's flesh. The sinner's flesh. Now, the sinner's flesh is the flesh of an unbeliever, the unsaved man. And that flesh, that sinner's flesh, sins at will, sins with joy. And there is no remorse. The sinner's flesh agrees with the spirit. There is no conflict. Do you understand? There is no competition. The sinner, when he sins, he brags about it. He is at peace and he is happy. And he talks about it. 
Do you understand? That is the sinner's flesh. The unbeliever's flesh. It's not guilty at any time when it sins. There is no conviction when it sins. That is a sinner's flesh. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is a sinner's flesh. It sins and there's no guilt. It's a, it's a happy sinner. Amen. It's someone who sins and he's happy about it. And he talks about it. And he expects you to rejoice with him in his success in this sin. Do you understand? Or you don't understand? That is a sinner's flesh. And then we talk about the uncontrolled Christian flesh. The uncontrolled Christian flesh. Now this is a Christian, a born again, who also sins. A born again who has no restraint with his flesh. Who has no control with his flesh. This is a chronic Christian who, for instance, will go to a party with his friends or will go to um, a co-worker's party, co-worker's Christmas party, and when there's no one who is a Christian around and they're all drinking alcohol and it's passing around, he, there's no hesitation. It is normal for that Christian to also take one and just drink it. If they say we are going out two minutes or five minutes to smoke, he goes with them or she goes with them to smoke. That is an uncontrolled Christian flesh. If he feels like fornicating easily and no guilt, do you understand? That is uncontrolled Christian flesh. He has no control. If he sees a woman that he likes, he has appetite immediately. And he goes after, he goes after the woman. Do you understand? That is, un- and he says he's a Christian. Do you understand? He says he's a Christian. And he pays his tight. Do you understand? And he says, well, I can't control it. I can't control myself. That is uncontrolled Christian flesh. Amen. You see, now that sinner, that con- that uncontrolled Christian flesh, he's different from, or she's different, a little different from the unbeliever because after the sin, he feels a little guilt. He feels some guilt. Do you understand? He feels guilty and he feels depressed. Do you understand? He feels depressed and that's the kind of Christian who sins and they think that they should stay away from church for a while to let the sin wear off. Do you understand? Let the sin wear off. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They've, for instance, they fornicate and they feel that I have to take a shower to clean up. And then they can, they think they have to do something because there is some conviction. Oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. There is some conviction. Do you understand? There is some conviction. If the, I mean, the uncontrolled Christian flesh, when he, he's, 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 he's sinning, something is telling him, don't do it. There's a voice that is telling him, don't do it, but he sins. Do you understand? Something is telling him, don't do it. Something is telling him, this belongs to someone, don't take it. But he says, but no one is here. You see, and then he takes it, but there is a voice that is saying, you can't do that. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You cannot do that. And that conviction is there, unlike the Christian. So the uncontrolled Christian flesh, he does not brag about the sin. 
There is some guilt. He hides. He hides it. He covers it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? She covers the sin and feels the inner guilt. Amen. Because there's a born again spirit in him or in her that convicts you. And there is a controlled Christian flesh. The controlled Christian flesh. So the controlled Christian flesh is the one who has control over the desires of the flesh. You discipline the flesh. Do you understand? You put this flesh under subjection. That means you put it under obedience. You control it. The flesh says, I like this. And you say, you can't have it. And it means that the spirit has power over the flesh. Or the spirit always leads the flesh. That is a controlled Christian flesh. Do you understand? So it doesn't mean that you don't have desires. The controlled Christian flesh does not mean that when you see something or you feel like you, you don't have feelings to sin. It doesn't mean that you don't have a desire to lie. There are, when options are presented to you to lie, you like to lie. But then you are restrained. Do you understand? And then you say, I will tell the truth and suffer the consequences because of the spirit that is in you. Though you will lie and no one will know. You can tell the lie and no one who is hearing you will know that this is a lie. But you know that there is someone inside you who knows that you are lying. And that person is the one that convicts you. Is the inner man. That is the spirit man. That is in you. And he's the one that convicts you. Do you understand? That is a controlled Christian flesh. And then we talk about the glorified or the resurrected Christian flesh. The glorified or the resurrected Christian flesh. Now this is the flesh that we will live in, we, can't, we are not inheriting the kingdom of God with this flesh. With this flesh. But the resurrected flesh, the, the glorified flesh, is the one that we will inherit the kingdom of God with. Hallelujah. And that is why we are sharing that. For that reason, we don't have to polish this flesh, spend all our energy and all our time to polish this flesh that we have now because this is not the flesh that we are going to inherit the kingdom of God with. We don't have to spend all our money, all our energy, and all of our time on this flesh. That you spend so much time on your hair that you don't have time to develop the spirit. You wake up in the morning and you spend all your morning showering this flesh. Cleaning this flesh and polishing this flesh and have no time to develop your spirit. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That is, so that is a glorified or the resurrected Christian flesh. And then we talk about the human spirit. Do you understand? Do you remember? We talk about the human spirit. And here we are talking about seven dimensions of the human spirit. The seven dimensions of the human spirit or the seven forms of existence of the human spirit. 
I'm trying to bring your mind to where we are. Do you understand? We are just reviewing, but I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the messages. Do you understand? There are more messages for you to... You cannot say there are no messages to listen. There are more messages for you to listen. Do you understand? Yeah. There are more messages. In this church, there are more messages. You have tons of messages from our father, the bishop. Several messages that we have to catch up and listen. Do you understand? Yes. So here, we were talking about the seven forms of existence of the human spirit. And number one, we talk about the unsaved human spirit. The unsaved human spirit. That is the spirit of the unbeliever. So we are talking about the different areas that God is working on us. God is working on the flesh. God is working on our spirit as well. So we talk about the unsaved human spirit. We, we, we spoke a lot about that. The spirit of the unbeliever. We say the spirit of the unsaved man is a dead spirit. Is desperately wicked. The spirit of an unsaved man is desperately wicked. When someone has not encountered Christ, he can be very nice looking, very calm, very polite, but desperately wicked. Do you understand? Whenever the opportunity presents itself, he's a very wicked person. So you cannot look at the person and say, he's quiet, he's cool, he's calm, and so I can marry a person like that. You can't say that. If he's an unsaved man, if that person is not saved, his spirit is desperately wicked. He will do you wicked. Do you understand? He, that's the kind of spirit that can leave you without any feelings. They will treat you with evil. Do you understand? That is an uncontrolled, that is um, the spirit of an unsaved man. And then we talk about the born-again spirit. The born-again spirit of a man. The born-again spirit. This is a spirit that has been renewed. This is a spirit that has been renewed. Do you understand? It's a spirit that has been renewed. So this is a spirit that Christ dwells in. So we have exchanged your unsaved spirit to a saved spirit. Hallelujah. That is the spirit that is in you that convicts you. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you become a born-again Christian. And here, so this we are talking about the third one, the baby stage of the born-again spirit. The baby stage of the born-again spirit. We will talk about the child stage of the born-again spirit. The adult or the mature stage of the born-again spirit, number five. Number six, we will talk about the contaminated or the impure heart. And number seven, the pure heart. Amen. Amen. So I believe um, we talk about the baby human spirit. Yes. Did we? We talk about the baby human spirit. And we, I said under these stages of the spirit, the born again spirit, that is the baby stage, the child stage, and the adult stage, I am giving you two characteristics of each stage. Do you remember? So we talk about two characteristics of each stage. Are you coming along? Yes. Is the message coming alive now? Yes. Wonderful. 
So the baby human spirit, we read a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. And we say, as newborn babes, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. As newborn babes. So when you are born again, you are in a baby stage. You are in a baby stage. And what is going to make you grow is the sincere milk of the word of God. The sincere milk of the word of God. The word of God is the only thing that will make a born-again Christian grow. Your spirit will not grow if you do not feed your spirit with the word of God. Do you understand? That is why many people get born again and they backslide. Or they never grow. They never mature. Because you don't feed your spirit with the word of God. You don't allow your spirit to be fed with the word of God. Amen. Now, we are not talking about the physical baby. The physical baby does not desire the word of God. We're talking about the spirit baby. The spirit baby. Born again baby. Do you understand? The born again baby. So, it is the word of God that will make the born again baby grow. And we share that the born again baby can be a grown person, you're physically grown, but your spirit is a baby. If you came to Christ at an elder at an older age, your baby, your, your spirit is a baby spirit at a time that you come to Christ and it needs to grow. Do you understand? So just as we have a baby spirit in a mature physical body, we can also have a mature spirit in a baby body or a young person's body. And for that reason, we can have a young person as a pastor. Do you understand? Pastor is not meant to be an older person. It is a, an older spirit, mature spirit, that can be a pastor. Mature spirit that can be a teacher. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you have to understand these things. If you understand these things, then when a young person is presented to you as a pastor, then you can receive the person. Otherwise, you look at the physical and you cannot receive the person. And when the person is rebuking you, you say the person does not respect. But he's rebuking you in the spirit as a mature spiritual person, as a mature spirit, rebuking you as a baby spirit. Hallelujah. Or oh, you don't understand the word of God this evening. Yeah. We read Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 13. We say, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So when you are born again and you are still drinking milk, you are unskillful. You are not, you are not mature enough now. So you have to be fed. You have to be fed. And no matter how grown you can be, 50 years old when you came to Christ, your baby spirit, you have a baby spirit that needs to be fed. Amen. Amen. So with that, I gave you two characteristics of the baby human spirit. And I said the baby human spirit cries a lot. The baby human spirit cries a lot and is easily irritated. Easily offended. 
the baby spirit is easily offended. Do you understand? When a person is at this stage, one clear characteristic is that he or she cries a lot. Everything. She's crying about it. She cries about everything. Anything that happens will make the person cry. Anything that happens will change the person's mood. Do you understand? So if your mood is easily changed like that, you are at a baby stage. If any situation happens and it changes your mood, you are at the baby stage. Do you understand? Or you don't understand the word of God? Yeah. You have a time that you are smiling, you are happy, and then two seconds we say something and then your mood has changed. And the smile and every laughter is gone as if it was not there. It's a baby spirit. You have a baby spirit. Say you are a babe. Amen. The, the baby spirit is the one, a, a person, a born-again Christian. We are talking about born-again Christians, born-again spirits. Your spirit is born again. The born-again baby is the one that is irritated when the pastor didn't visit you. Do you understand? How come the shepherd is the one that came to Where is the pastor? You see, that is a babe. That is a babe, and you are angry. Do you understand? It was your birthday, and the pastor didn't call you, or the church member didn't call you, and so you are not coming to church. That is a babe. It's a baby born again. Your spirit is a babe of a babe. Do you understand? Yeah. You are the type that when we are preaching, you say, they were talking about me. That is a baby Christian. You are a baby Christian. Whenever you say that the preacher was about me, if you say that to any person, you are a baby. Anytime you say they were talking about me, the preacher was about me, you are a baby. Who should we talk about? <laughs> the message, the, the, God does not bring a message for aliens. The Bible was not written for aliens. Do you understand? And then we said that if you are in a church and there is no message that concerns you, that is about you, you should be worried. You should be worried that the Holy Spirit does not care about you. That the Holy Spirit does not... Or it, 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 it's also a sign that you don't have a heart that is receiving. You don't have a heart that is receiving. Would you be happy if you went to a doctor's office and people are sitting there, you have been there, you have written your name down, that you are here to see the doctor, and many people have come and they call them. This one will come and you see people, other people coming, you are there before them and they keep calling them. And you are still sitting there and then it's 1, 1, 1 p.m. and they say they are going for lunch. And then you are sitting there and they leave you and they all go for lunch, they close their office or the clinic, and they go for lunch, and they come, and then they take in the afternoon people, and you are still sitting there. Would you be happy? What would you do? You will go to the counter and say, what is wrong here? I have been here since 8 a.m., and you have gone to lunch and come, and nobody has called me. That is what you will do. Do you understand? So the same way, if you are in a church and no message concerns you, you come and then, ha, 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 you laugh, you are happy, you are never sad, nothing, no conviction. 
We didn't say anything that made you angry or anything that made you feel like they are talking about me. You should go on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, what is happening here? I've been in the church for a while. Just as you go to the desk. Just as you go to the desk. I've been in a church for a while and nothing has really offended me. No message has really hit me. No message has made me feel like living. There should be a message that makes you feel like living. It shows that the Holy Spirit cares about you. There should be a message that makes you feel like I don't want to be here again. It means that the Holy Spirit has identified something. You see, anytime something wrong is identified with you, you are not happy. You are never happy. You feel, so you should be in that state. You should feel that way if the Holy Spirit identifies you. You see, sometimes you come to church and then we are preaching. Perhaps you had a conversation with one of your friends. You talk about some issue that is bothering you. And then we are preaching and then we, we start saying certain things and then you start turning around to look at your friend. You say, like, did you talk to the pastor about my issue? You see, you should, you should be happy. The Holy Spirit has identified you. At that time, you should pay attention because the Holy Spirit is bringing you solution. It's bringing you solution. But the baby Christian is the one, at that time, you go, and then you get up with your bag to go to the bathroom. And then you are gone there planning what you will do to your friend after church. Because he has come to say something to the pastor. You see, that is a baby Christian. But you should sit up. What? And begin to take notes. And begin to take points. That the Holy Spirit is bringing you a solution to your issue. Amen. So that is a baby Christian, the baby spirit of a born-again Christian. And we say that the baby born-again Christian is difficult to handle. We don't know what to do with you. You see, babies, we, we always have to figure out what is wrong, what is going on. Babies cry a lot. Babies cry a lot. A baby Christian, a baby born-again Christian your mood, we, we don't know why. We don't know what to do with you. So we don't know how to handle you. <laughs> do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we come and then your face is some, a certain way. And then we have to figure out what is wrong. What did we do this time? What is wrong? Was it a song? Was it a message? Was it, what was it? And we are wondering, what is it? You are difficult to be with. Babies, it's not easy to take care of babies. You have to figure out this crying, which one is it for? Is he hungry or is wet? Or is it, is it too hot? Let me take the clothes off. He's still crying. Put it back on. Maybe it's too cold. Take it, put this one on. And you, can, you have to figure out. They are always crying. Everything they are crying. Do you understand? Yeah. We don't know what is wrong. That is a baby spirit. And it is difficult to care for a baby spirit. So we want the baby to grow. That is why we feed you. Even if you don't want to eat, you are sleeping. We wake you up to feed you. 
You don't want to come. We encourage you. Come, come, come. Come to church. You have to hear the message. You have to hear. You have to grow. Why are you sleeping? We wake you up and say, come. We send you text messages. We call you. We encourage you. Because if we leave the baby, he will not even eat and he will cry. Do you understand? So we encourage you. We do everything we can to make you grow. And if we do the things we do, we feed you, we change you, we feed you, we change you, and you are still not growing, you become annoying. <laughs> do you understand? Because as a baby, if you start eating certain food, it's, just <laughs> it's not easy to keep changing your diapers. Do you understand? If you have grown, now we are giving you certain types of food. <laughs> Or you are bringing our teeth and then we are putting breast in your mouth. You bite us. So when you are beginning, we have fed you for some time and we see teeth coming. We should be able to wean you off the milk. We should be able to stop changing diapers. So if you remain in that state, that now at this time that we have fed you all this while we still have to change your diaper, you become annoying. And then no one likes to handle. You are too difficult to handle. That is when the baby begins to give trouble. Do you understand? That is when the baby begins to give trouble because the diaper change is not like it used to be anymore. Is somebody understanding the word of God? And that's the same thing with the Christian spirit when it's a baby state. After we have fed you, you have fed you, so you have been here for some time, we fed you and fed you, and you are not growing, you start making trouble because you are not growing. You are not growing. The word is not in you. You are not growing, and you start doing all gossiping, doing all kinds of things. Involve yourself in useless things that destroy the church, that never grow, things that are not spiritual. That is, those are the things that you, you, are, you are mastered in. Do you understand? You don't, you don't fight about issues like, oh, we are going out for so winning and people didn't come and you are angry. Those are not the things that you worry about. You are worried about the food that you know, they shared and they didn't give you some. When you don't grow, you become difficult to handle. And then we have to deal with the food that they didn't give you some. And then we have to deal with the, when you were coming and the usher say you didn't sit here. When you, you were coming and this one didn't greet you. This one saw you and then he passed by. You are not growing. And it's difficult. When a baby is not growing, it's difficult to handle. You, you are supposed to walk, but you are still needing to be carried. You are too much. You don't understand the word of God. Tell somebody, grow. grow. Say, grow. grow. Amen. The second characteristics, we talk about the second characteristics, we say they cannot easily control themselves. Baby, the, when you are at the baby stage, they cannot easily control themselves. That is one of the characteristics. Of, we want to move on because um, there's so much on these messages that we need to share. Amen. 
I want you to listen to the messages. So the baby spirit, the baby, when you are in a baby stage, you can't control yourself. You have no self-control. Do you understand? You have no self-control. You say, they say that, somebody says, oh, I feel like um, kissing you. Say, here, kiss. Do you understand? No self-control. A baby Christian has no self-control. Babies have no self-control. Baby have, babies have no self-control. If a baby feels like she wants to urinate, here, he doesn't know that you have taken the diaper off. They urinate. They can't wait even for you to put a diaper on. That is a baby. Do you understand? That is a baby. They have no self-control. They, they, whatever they feel like doing, they just do it. Anytime. It's a baby. We are here as we are listening quietly. If there's a baby here and the baby feels like screaming, he will just scream. <laughs> he feels like crying. This is a moment I can cry. He will just cry. Can't wait. No self-control. That is a baby. Do you understand? So the baby Christian also has no self-control. No self-control. He, she, he sees a, a woman that he feels like, I want to sleep with you. I will sleep with you. No self-control. I like your body. No self-control. That is a, a Christian in a baby state. Do you understand? A Christian in a baby state. You have no self-control. No self. Children, when you are feeding them, you have to see that they are full. Do you understand? Because they will eat and eat and then they will throw up. Baby Christians are like that also. You have to have a self-control of your satiety. That you are satisfied. That is enough. That one woman is enough for me. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That one woman, you have to have that self-control. Self-control, yes, there are several beautiful women, but one is enough for me. I can only have one. I can't have more than one. You have to have self-control. Amen. The fact that a naked woman is before you doesn't mean that you, it's, you have to go ahead. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You have to have self-control. You have to have self-control. A Christian, a Christian should have self-control. You have to mature enough to have self-control. I feel like sleeping with you, but I am controlling it. You are beloved dozing. You have a beloved you're planning to marry. You have to have self-control. Self-control. The fact that only the two of you are in a car and no one is here doesn't mean that you can pass your hand certain places that no one will see. <laughs> no things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Amen. And when you also, the woman who are sitting in a car with your beloved, don't be showing certain things. Don't be showing. And if the woman is showing, a man should also have self and say, cover it. Don't be enjoying it. Don't be looking. You say, cover it. It's not time yet. We can't do this. Amen. Amen. That's a baby Christian. No self-control. 
no self-control. They feel like vomiting, they just vomit. No self-control. But a mature person, mature person has self-control. Sometimes you feel like, sometimes you go to a place, you feel like you're not, you want to urinate. You want to urinate, but you can't just urinate anytime just because you feel like urinating. That is a mature person. You have self-control. You control it until you get to the right place. Amen. Babies, sometimes you take babies certain places. They don't care where. They don't care who. Do you understand? They don't care who is there. You can be with some great people have come around and you're with your baby. They don't care. Sometimes, you know, they'll pass some awful <laughs> gas and then you, sometimes you have to explain that. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> because you see the faces. You see their faces and uh, you have to explain. <laughs> it's a baby. Do you understand? Yeah. Because you have self-control. You have to look at it and say, come on, don't think it. It's a baby. Because you know you have self-control. Do you understand? You have self-control. Amen. But the babies don't have self-control. They don't have self-control. They act anytime they want. On edges. If they feel like running, they will just run. That is why we cannot be with them here. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That's a baby Christian. And the baby must grow. It says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. God is expecting you to grow. When you become a born again, they expect you to grow. Amen. Then we talk about the child stage. The, the child stage of your spiritual development. The child stage of the born-again Christian. The child stage. So the child stage, we said, is different from the baby stage. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Okay, so it says that we henceforth, that we henceforth be no more children. Say no more children. Say no more children. He said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Do you understand? We are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That is a child. That's a Christian who is at a child stage. And we say, we cannot be there. He said, that we henceforth, after we have been fed for a while, we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie to wait, they lie in wait to deceive. Okay? The next verse. He says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. We may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the child born again spirit 
It's the one that, one of the characteristics is they go to and fro. They go to and fro. They can't stay still. Children, if you look at them, when we release the children, they cannot stay still. When they are staying still, it means they have a fever. Yes. If they are all running around and you see one child, it means they are not well. They are not well. Do you understand? Or they are excessively tired. Excessively. But their character is to run around, back and forth. You don't know what they are doing. You see, all of them running, they go to the end. And then they run back. And they can't sit still. Sitting down still is a big punishment for children. To say sit down is a big punishment. Children cannot sit still through the service like this. Their service should be filled with activities. Otherwise, they can't sit still. That is a child. They are going back and forth, to and fro, back and forth, to and fro. So a baby Christian, a baby Christian is the one who is also going to and fro. You are in this church today, a child Christian. You are in this church today, tomorrow you are there, next day you are here, then we see you there. You cannot commit to a church. You cannot commit to a church. That is a child, a born-again Christian in a child stage. You cannot commit to a church. You can't sit still. You go to this church today, the next day you are in this church. Amen. That is a child. Children are not, they cannot commit to anything. They cannot commit to anything. They are always moving back and forth. Amen. But when you mature, as a Christian, when you mature, you ought to be able to sit still. Amen. I say you ought to be able to do what? Sit still. He says, they go, they go tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Every wind of doctrine. You hear, oh, there is this prophet that has shown up here and then you are running there. There is this one who is here and then you are running there. You see, children are like that. Children are like that. When a child, when you give a toy to a child, he'll be playing with a toy, he'll be playing with a toy, and then he sees another one, and then he drops it. And then he goes for that new toy. It can be an old, ragged toy, but as long as his eyes or her eyes have seen a new thing, he leaves it. Whether it's good or even if it's broken. Do you understand? Even if it is what? Broken. So a child Christian also, even if something is broken, as long as it's new, he leaves. Knowing that I have a good toy here. I have a good toy here. I am being fed here. They leave. Don't care. A child Christian, a child, when you have a child, they like, you see, for instance, I mean, my children, you know, when they were younger, you would take them to somebody's house. They don't even want to go back. They don't want to go back. If you say we are going back, they start crying. And we just came to visit. We just came, maybe we just came to patch with someone in somebody's small apartment and we are all crowded. We are, we are not even comfortable, but we are managing. And we say, let's go. No, we don't want to go. That is a child. That is a child. Do you understand? That is a child. You, you have to commit. You have to know where you are being fed. Where you are being fed. 
He says, by the slate of men, the slate of men, they deceive cunning craftiness, whereby they, are, they, they lie in wait to deceive. But a child doesn't know that. A child Christian doesn't know that. Do you understand? The place where you are fed, the place where you are, you are taught, the place where you have a father, you just pack, you say you went to this place and oh, I like this place because I like the songs. <laughs> I like the songs here. Just like that. They cannot commit to anything. A child Christian also cannot commit in relationship. They cannot commit in relationship. They see one woman they like. And then this one, then they, they like this one. It's just like a child. <laughs> That's a child Christian. Can't commit. Can't commit. They have promised, he says, I want to marry you. But then they see another one. And then, ah, then they say, oh, no. Then they move on to another one. And then they see another one that showed up. Another new toy just showed up. Then they leave the toy and they're running for that toy. That's a child Christian. Can't commit. Cannot commit. They can't commit. They can't decide. You cannot make decision that this is what I want. They say, oh, I like this one because this one is light skin. But um, that's one. I like this one also because this one is chocolate color. <laughs> but I like this one because this one, the smile is nice. You cannot have all in all. You can't. You have to commit to one. You have to commit to one. You have to commit to one. Yes. You have to commit to one and stick to that one. Amen. You have to commit to one. You can't have everything in one. That you have the fair in this one. She also smiles nicely. He has a chocolate. You can't be fair and be chocolate. You cannot have them all together. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So you cannot expect all perfectness in our church also. There are certain good that you like. Stick to it. You cannot say, oh, I like, the, I like the message here, the way they preach, I like it here. But I like uh, the songs in this um, Word of Light church. I'll go and do praise and worship and then I'll come here. Like this one I take to parties. This one I, 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 I take to. You can't do that. You have to commit. You have to have a commitment and stick to one. That is a mature person. When you are grown, you are committed in a relationship. Amen. You are committed in a relationship. You cannot, you cannot go to and fro. To and fro. To and fro. I can't decide. Reverend, I can't decide between this one and that one. Caramel. You like caramel. Different colors. Ebony black. You say, ah, I didn't see you before. Oh, where have you been? And then somebody just showed up. So you've been a for long time. And then you cut the phone calls, the 
conversation, not knowing you have seen a new toy. You see, when my children were younger, you know, they would go, in the past, many years ago, they used to sell toys with McDonald's. Do you understand? They will give them toys. Do you see? So when they go, they have the different toys. But you buy the meal, you get one of the toys. So, I will not mention names. <laughs> so, this young boy, he's standing there, and then he sees all the toys that are displayed. But you can only have one. They say, this is your meal. Which one do you want? <laughs> He's looking at this one. He wants this one. He wants that one. He wants this. You can have one. Pick one. Let's go. And stick to that one. Sometimes they, and then they start crying. You start crying because you can't make a decision. That's a child. That's a child. But you have to mature. A mature Christian, you say, this is what I want. And I'm taking that one. And going with it. Sometimes, can I have all of the toys? You can have all the toys. You can have all of them. You have, can have one. Amen. Can I have an amen? Yes. You can only have one. Sometimes you need to take one so somebody can have the other one. Do you understand? But you are holding the two. Sometimes the children, we say, Look, there are two toys. Pick one. And then your brother can have the other one. And then you, you want this one. I have this, you want this one and I want that one. You can have both. You have to pick one. And then he'll pick this one. And then you drop it. And then you leave this one. And then he cannot make a decision. That's a child. But you have to grow as a mature person. You decide, this is what I want. This is what I want. That's a child. Amen. Amen. That's a child. You are not a child. Tell your neighbor, you are not a child. Say, make a decision. And stick to it. Say, make a commitment. Say, whether you belong to us or you don't. Amen. And if you belong to us, be committed. Be committed. Be committed. I'm going to teach you about commitment. Amen. Be committed. That's a child. That's a child. Hallelujah. You ought to make up your mind. Tell your neighbor, you ought to make up your mind. Amen. You ought to make up your mind. You ought to make up your mind. You are not a child. You are not a child. Some of you are like children. Children. You know, just like my children, you take them to visit someone and then they don't want to come back. You visit somebody's church, you went for baby dedication, your friend's baby dedication, you visit somebody's church, oh, it's nice. I will stay here. Like that. Like that. And leave your father and your mother who have fed you they have fed you, changed your diapers, cleansed you, fed you, took upon themselves all kinds of behavior from you, 
and you just leave, abandon them because sometimes the children, they want to follow another mother to go home. Oh, yes. Sometimes the children, they are crying and they say, that, oh, we want to go with BJ. We want to go to Jaden's house. They want to leave their father and their mother and go. They want to go. They want to go and leave their comfortable bed, their comfortable or where the place where all their clothes, they have bought clothes for them because of them. They have bought certain things just to make them comfortable in their home. They want to abandon all and leave. And some of us are like that. Some of us are like that. You live for all the things we have fed you, we have made you who you are today, counseled you, led you, counseled you to go to school, marry, have children, do this, do that, and there's one day you just want to follow another pastor and go. Just like that. And abandon all the parents that have raised you. That's a child. That's a child. I said, that's a child. That is a child. That's a child's behavior. Amen. Tell your neighbor, that's a child's behavior. Say, grow up. Amen. Grow up. Grow up. You need to know where you are being fed. You need to know where you are being fed. And you stick to the food that has made you who you are. Amen. Know your mother. Know your father. The milk that God has made for you is in your mother's breast. Do you understand? It's in your mother's breast. So the candy that your auntie is giving you is not the one that is going to feed you to make you grow. So you go somewhere and there's one exciting message and one, you know, tantalizing message and it's candy message and then you are going. You say, my house, they only give me vegetables. They only give me Asper, aspara, what do they call that? Asper, asparagus. <laughs> and then what is the other one that people don't like? <laughs> so that's what they give me. Because your aunt, your auntie is giving you McDonald's. You say, that's where I want to go. I want to go to auntie. I want to go to auntie. And you are crying. You are crying. You want to go to auntie. Because you want McDonald's. But as a child, the child doesn't know what to make him grow. And that is why sometimes we have to force you. Say, so you can't go. Don't go. And we give you all the reasons why you shouldn't go. Amen. Amen. The second characteristic of the child is that the child does not contribute anything in the house. The child does not contribute anything in the house. Ellen, do your children contribute? How much do they contribute in the house? Nothing. They don't contribute anything. But they use everything in the house. That's the that's, that's, that's behavior of children. They use everything in the house, but they don't contribute. They misuse it. They waste it. They waste everything in the house. You should see the children taking shower. The water is running non-stop. Non-stop. They turn the heater on and you can't even enter the room. They leave the lights on. That is a child. They don't contribute anything in the house. 
and they use everything and misuse it. Amen. You don't like my message, but that's what I'm preaching. That's what I'm preaching. Yeah. The child wastes. They misuse. They waste food. They eat. They eat a little bit and they take it and then dump it. Whatever is in the garbage. They just dump it. That's a child. Amen. And they expect continual supply. When there's a need, they expect it to be there. Continual supply. Meanwhile, they don't contribute anything. And a, a, a Christian, a born-again Christian at a child stage is also like that. Same behavior. No contribution in the house of God. You don't contribute anything. You don't do anything, but you use everything. You use the pastor. Anytime. Any, and misuse the pastor. You don't contribute, but you waste. You misuse. Calling every time. Wanting to talk every time. Want visit every time. Want us to organize this every time, but no contribution. That's a child. I said, that's a child. That's a child. That's a child Christian. Have no commitment, nothing, nothing. You don't want, have any sense of commitment to contribute. No sense of need to contribute. And that's a child. Children don't contribute. Children do not contribute money. They don't, they don't, they don't need to know. You see, when, a ch- when you are a child, you don't need to know how do we get furniture. How we, you want furniture? You want to sit on furniture. You want to sit. You want the bed to sleep on. But you don't care about how, should, how would the bed come. If you move a new house and it's empty, they expect that there should be bed, there should be chairs to sit on, there should be everything. But they don't want to know how. That's the same thing with a child Christian. You come, you don't want to know how things are set up. You, you expect that when you come, instruments are set up, people have learned how to sing, they will sing, a message will be preached, but how, you don't want to know how. How did it happen? It's, it doesn't even come on your mind. That's a child. That's a child Christian. That's a child Christian. You don't know that people have come early. You, you are coming even half, a, half an hour late. But people have come here an hour earlier to set up. That is not, you have been here for a while, you are still a child. Because that does not matter to you. How things are done. How things are set up. You, you don't contribute to anything. That's a child. And God doesn't want us to stay like that. We say, we have to grow. We have to grow. There's a lot to be done in the house of God. And we have to grow. Amen. Amen. We have to grow. You have to contribute. Some of you are children. You use, misuse, and, but you don't even pay your tithe. You don't pay your tithe, but you expect everything to be done. You have funeral, you expect we have to be there. You have a child, you expect we have to be there. You, you have a wedding, you expect that we have to be there, but no contribution. How? How? That's a child. That's a child. And when they want something, they cry. They, want, they cry, hey, I need it. That's a child. Do you understand the word of God this evening? That's a child. They don't contribute. They don't want to know. 
but you need to grow. You see, when I go to the restaurant with my, with my family, and we sit down to eat, you know, they pass the menu, and then, ah, I want this, <laughs> I want that, I want this. They just choose. Do you understand? They just choose. But the mature ones, <laughs> we are sitting down, and then we are watching what we are going to choose. Do you understand? And then they just choose, they don't look at the price, what they are choosing. How is it going to be paid? They don't look. They just choose. And then they say that, that is, um, that, you want something from the adult menu? Yes, yes. But they won't contribute. They want the adult menu, no contribution. Do you understand? But someone else is sitting there checking the price, checking this, checking that. Even you say, choose what you want. Oh, this, no, checking the price. Do you understand? That is a child. And when the, um, when the check comes, when the check comes, they are on their phones and playing and talking. They don't care. They don't even recognize the check has come. But someone else wants, is stretching their neck to look. Do you understand? Because that's a mature person. He's concerned. That's a mature person. He's concerned how things are going to be taken care of. Stretching the neck and wanting to see. And then say, can I see? Can I see? You see? But the children, they're just free. And then, oh, no dessert. They want dessert. <laughs> you see? Misuse. They want everything. You want the pastor himself? No. Come on top. Dessert. They want dessert. You don't like my message. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. They don't contribute. But you need to grow. You need to grow. They don't get involved. You need to grow. You need to grow. You see? And when you grow, we should see it. We should see it. Do you understand? You see, my daughter, that's how she was. You know, when things break, she doesn't see why you are angry. It's like, is it finished in the store? When she was a child. That was her behavior. It's like when she breaks something and you are angry, she doesn't understand why you are so angry. Like it's finished in the store or something. But today, as she's grown, as she's grown, I see that, you know, she also goes out with people and they are sharing the check. The, this one, what do you call that thing that they share on the phone with the price? Cash up. Yes. Okay, you owe this one and you owe this one. She's paying. That's, that's, you are growing now. So if you grow and you are still don't care about, you become annoying. You become annoying. Amen. So you ought to contribute. You ought to contribute. You have to, after you have been in the church for a while, you have to contribute. You have to add something to the house of God. Amen. You have to add something. God is not expecting that we stay in this stage all the time. All the time. Hallelujah. Grown-up child feels, a child that is grown feels like I have to contribute. Feels that I have to also add something. I have to also add something. I have to contribute. Amen. 
I have to contribute. You, you, after a while, you've been with us. You have to feed us. I have to pay my tithe. The house is kept. This place is not for us. We rent. We, we pay. You have to have that sense also. As a mature person, as you are maturing in the church. Can I have an amen? amen. I said, can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. Yeah. You have to worry about how things are done. You have to be concerned about how things are done. A child doesn't care how wild things are done, but you should be concerned. Is anything broken? The mature people, they are worried. Is everything working? Is this broken? They know what is broken, what needs to be fixed. The child doesn't know what needs to be fixed. He expects that it's working. And if it's not working, they run to you. Daddy, this is not working. And they expect that it will work. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You should be concerned about how the place is decorated, how the place is set up, how the place is clean. How come the bathroom is always clean as if nobody uses it? When we come and you walk by, it's dirty, but you're going back, it's clean. How does it happen? It should concern you that some people are committed to doing these things. Amen. Yes. You must learn to contribute. Tell your neighbor you must learn to contribute. See, because the children don't contribute and they think that it's the adult's responsibility. And they, their attitude is that you are the one that had me. Do you understand? That is their attitude. And some of you, your attitude is that you are the pastor. You are the one that says you are the reverend. And you don't do anything. You don't contribute anything. And so if it's broken, it's a pastor. It's not a good thing. Tell your neighbor, it's not a good thing. A mature person links, a mature person links his blessing, his prosperity to the place where he's been fed. Do you understand? That is a mature person. And a lot of you, when you are mature and you have done well, you are doing well, you link your, pro- your prosperity to the parents who raised you, the foundation that was given to you. But a, a person who is not mature doesn't see the link. You don't see the link. You don't see that how things are working out well is because of the church. You don't link it to the church. That is someone who is not mature. You don't link the fact that you are being, you are prosperous to the church. The fact that you are in health, your parents are in health, your children are in health to the church. You don't link them. But you see, you only find out, you only find out when you detach yourself from it. Or when you turn against the church. When you turn against the church, then you see that things are going against you. Then you realize there's really a link. When you turn against the church, start saying things that destroy the church, start gathering people against the church, start talking about things against, then you start seeing that things are working against you. That is when you start seeing the link. But you are a child, so you cannot link your prosperity. Some of you have done well and you are attributing your prosperity to, oh, this school that I went. People have gone to the same school. They are not doing as well. Yes. People have done the same course you have done. They are not doing as well. They are not doing as well as you are doing. In fact, some people are home without jobs, with the same degree or certificate that you have. 
And a mature person is the one that is able to link. Mature person is the one that is able to link and say, where I am, it was because of this and this and that. That is why I am. That is why mature, proper people, they send money to their parents. They send money to their parents. They take care of their parents because they know where they are coming from. They know the, 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 the background that has been given to them. And that is why they are the way they are. That is a mature person. But when you are not mature, you cannot link. You cannot link these things. You can't link them. You don't, that's why you don't pay your tithe. You don't contribute. Because you don't see that there's a link in this place to what you have. Or to how, how well you are doing. There's a link. You don't care. You don't care about the counseling, the prayers, the teachings. You don't see a link. But that's immature. Amen. Amen. Our time is up. So we will pause here and then we will continue next time we meet. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Say, grow up. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. And let's bring the service so close. Some of you are not clapping because you don't like my message. Eh? That's the message. Ask your neighbor, was the Holy Spirit concerned about you today? Say it's good. It's good. Say it is good. Yeah. Oh, man. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We glorify your name, Lord. We give you honor. We adore you. We cherish you. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory and honor unto you, Jesus. Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Nkrumah. Reverend Brian Nkrumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Thankful and grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, for wisdom that you have imparted in our lives this evening. We thank you, Lord, for understanding. We thank you, O Lord, for opening our eyes to behold such wondrous things out of your law. We are grateful. Holy Spirit, we are thankful that you have identified us and you have spoken to us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bow, you are here tonight. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. You know you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal savior. If you were to die tonight, you are not sure where you go. But beloved, heaven and hell are real. They are real. And you only die to find out. You are here tonight. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, Pastor,
pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior this is a private moment with all eyes closed and every head bow if that is your prayer you say pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior i want to give my life to jesus if that is your prayer lift up your hand high so i can pray with you is anyone here like that anyone here anyone here okay why don't you all join me if you are here you have lifted up your hand you want to give your life to jesus you want to receive jesus christ as your savior i want you to come to me if that is your prayer you want to receive jesus as your savior you say pastor i want you to pray with me i want to receive jesus christ as my savior if that's you just come forward and all of you i want you to join and let's say this prayer together say lord jesus thank you for dying for me lord jesus i know you are the son of god i know you died for my sins lord jesus i believe you rose again on the third day lord jesus you shed your blood all for me tonight i come before you with a heart full of repentance forgive me of my sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness lord jesus i welcome you into my life be my lord be my master be my savior please write my name say please write my name in the book of life thank you jesus for saving me in jesus name amen why don't you clap your hands for jesus if you said this prayer from your heart we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on sunday afternoons for our dual of heaven service and tuesday evenings for our word power service for more messages by reverend bright and kuma please subscribe to the qfc bronx north podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738 stay blessed